Hello, and welcome to DMCs with Clarissa, where everything that goes beyond small talk is discussed. episode of DMCs with Clarissa. Today we are going to be talking about Zurich and London and all the differences between the two cities and what it means to live there. And with me today I have Marco. Hello. Hi Clarissa. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining the podcast and you are actually visiting Zurich from London. I am indeed, yes. So I took the opportunity to come skiing for a couple of days and quickly booked a flight and here I am now in beautiful Switzerland. Great. And do you quickly want to introduce yourself so our listeners know who I'm talking to today? Yes. So Marco, my name is Marco, of course. Um, I went to uni with Clarissa. I'm 27. Not sure if I need to mention my age, but been living in Switzerland for the past couple of years, specifically two years. And just recently moved back to London to undertake my master's. Very good. So let's just dive right into it. My first question to you is, what made you move to London in the first place? And I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about back in the day when you started your bachelor's. Mm, um, I think having gone to a very traditional English boarding school, they there weren't that many, sort of, let's say, foreigners like myself. Um, most of them all went to these typical English universities like Leeds, Manchester, Edinburgh. And I knew from for myself that London is sort of the melting pot and I just didn't see myself in any other city in the UK, maybe Edinburgh. And then I applied to King's and that was it. Didn't really think that much more about it, if I reflect about it now, actually. Do you think, as for me, a huge factor was that I didn't want the campus feeling? Because loads of people go to mm. universities like... Leeds or Exeter because it's a small university town and they Mm -hmm. love that because they're like, I'm going to see the same people every day. And for me, having also gone to boarding school, I was like, no way. Yeah. Like a city life. I think actually that's a really good point. Yeah, for sure. Because I knew if I would go to Exeter, I would find all of the same people and the same crowd over and over again. Exactly. And I feel like London, it provides you a lot more as in like in the sense that you can meet people from LSE, UCL, all over the place, which kind of made it a lot more attractive, actually, yeah. And then you lived in Zurich for two years, and now you're back in London. Uh-huh. Um, and what are your thoughts of staying there? Uh, I miss Zurich, not going to lie. Really? <laughs> yeah. I feel like, okay, maybe I've, if I answer the question in this way, sort of, what do I think of London now? That was the question, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it's just like where are you at right now, basically, because I feel like you've experienced London mm-hmm. and you've experienced Zurich. Yeah. Um, obviously in a different way because you always studied in London and you did work yeah. in Zurich, but still like just from a city perspective, which is more attractive to you right now? Yeah, I've, London the first time when I moved there for uni, it was such a cool city. Everything I had to offer, which it got voted the best city in 2022 I think and that's certainly true um, but after now having lived in Switzerland for the last two and a bit years Switzerland on paper looks really boring mm-hmm. it's that one 
weird city in a weird country in the middle of Europe that not many people know. And it, it wasn't an easy start, more so because of COVID and everything. When I came here, even though I'm Swiss, I don't have Swiss friends or didn't know really any family. And, um, and then Switzerland or Zurich really has a lot to offer that I didn't expect that I would like as much as I do now. Maybe it comes with age, so so it's like the flexibility of going to Milan on the weekend briefly if you want to. It's only, what is it, two hours by train. Yeah. Um, skiing, hiking, I fell back into skiing, I, I love it. Hiking as well. These kind of sound like all sort of activities that, that sound like really grown up that our parents would value, like these core values. Whereas in London, I feel mm-hmm. even though the city, the city has a lot to give, it's it's kind of always the same a bit. It's even though I'm I'm at university now and I've been meeting new new friends and new social circles, they kind of always been around the same sort of I don't know activities that you do. So on Friday evening you come home, you either go you have a dinner at home or then you go like to a house party, you go to the pub. Um, I mean you don't go twenty times to the Natural History Museum. It's you did it once. You've seen the same with the London Eye. But the city itself, it's, I said, it's got so much to offer, but I think I'm getting, well, I've, you know, I've got, I got tired of it to a degree, just with, I think, how should I say it? It's, it's got too much to give sometimes, but it's always a bit the same. I'm not sure if that makes sense. But do you think, because you mentioned like that, you really like the nature in Switzerland, for example. Yeah. Um, that on the weekend, like you obviously don't have that at hand in London. Um, do you think it's more because you are a nature person or do you think in general young people are more interested in doing maybe different things every weekend mm. than doing the same over and over? I think the best way I can say it is that if you've always lived in London, you don't want to leave London, you haven't seen what else there is. But then I don't think these people know that who live in London that if you go on the weekend out, that this is actually such a good feeling when you come back. So you go for two days into the mountains, you come back on Sunday evening, it feels like five. And I feel like when I came to Switzerland, you almost had to learn this to a degree because after three, four years in London, you're in this routine, it's hustling and bustling and so on. And you just come into this routine where everything is just what London gives and you don't know these other things. And that's why yeah, that's why I said like you have to learn sort of Switzerland a bit and I think it might be a bit with age, it might not, but with myself being nature orientated, yes, but I wasn't always the crazy skier. I wasn't always the guy that had to go walk in the forest to detox. Yeah, I think it's kind of just... So like learn it. to enjoy it, basically. Learn to take it slow. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like if you're in this... London is a bubble. It's a bubble within a country and sometimes within its own bar a bit. And even now living in Notting Hill, my entire sort of life exists between Notting Hill and South Kensington campus. Mm-hmm. Whereas for my flatmate, it's between the city and Notting Hill. And even those are the sort of bubbles which you, which you, which are around and where your friends are. So. I mean, I think it's also because London is just so big. There's mm. no point. Even like when I lived there, I didn't have any friends in Shoreditch just because it would have been impossible exactly. for me to see them. Cause I also lived in the West. So it just takes like half an hour to go see them even more. So it's not worth it, yeah, you know? Yeah, that. And then when you're sitting on the tube to get there, you think about, oh my God, it's going to be 3 a.m. How am I going to get back? It's probably yeah. going to be an Uber, which is going to be 40 quid. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Exactly. No, it's crazy. In Zurich, everything is so much smaller. So you don't even think twice. You just 
go and yeah, do something. I feel like Zurich has has, a, has has got a lot to offer that London has, except it only exists once. Where in London you've got twenty different types of sort of or boroughs or how unique they are. You have the same in Zurich, but it's just sort of one borough a bit. There's not as it's diverse, but of course not as diverse as London, I guess. That leads really well into my next question, actually, because my third question to you is, what do you think are the main differences between living in London and Zurich? You've already mentioned a lot of them, but if someone would ask you on the street, name the main differences, what would those be for you? Um, London, okay, we, from a basic sort of living standard, of course, yeah, Switzerland is better. It's everything is, it is just, it works more efficiently. I think London, in that sense is uh, European salaries living in a sort of Swiss price environment a bit because even everyone's like, oh my God, Zurich or Switzerland is so expensive. Yes, it is on average, it is, but it isn't that much more expensive than people think it is compared to London. So that's really where I think the biggest sort of difference happens or occurs. Um, the main difference between Zurich and London um, I said I feel like the access or the ease of access within the city, but it's more sort of the smaller things in life is that in Zurich, if from the beginning of May till the beginning of September, you know that you will go at least two, if not three times per week down to the lake, either for a swim, meet some friends or go to the, to the canals here to go and swim, which is such a small detail, but it makes your sort of Zurich summer or your Swiss summer so good which i feel like in london what do you do you go to hyde park and and then the first thing you do when you leave hyde park you see the tube station which um yeah i feel like the sort of thing after work um zurich or switzerland summers are i feel like the most underrated summers in europe if you compare it to barcelona or italy that it's extremely hot it is also very hot here i think it's it's also peaked a couple of times at 40 degrees but Swiss summers are definitely very nice and very enjoyable. Um, and then, yeah, I think I said the ones before, so access to nature, just the ease of going to the mountains, just to ski a bit in London, it's taking the tube, then taking the Gatwick Express, then taking the flights, and then you arrive here, and yada, yada, yada. And I feel like London as a city, it's, uh, it is very hectic, and there's so many options that sometimes there are too many options. So typical for us, maybe or for our generation is like, you might have two friends which are going there, another friend which is going there, or maybe it's me, and then you go from place to place all in the same evening. Yeah. You end up at someone's house party that you don't know by a factor of two removed as a friend. <laughs> yeah. And that's normal. That's cool as well. I agree. It has its ups and downs. And I especially remember during my like last few months that I lived in London, mm -hmm. I was in the mindset of that I have to do everything. Right? Yes. Because I was like, I just have to take everything with me. And I did exactly this. I went to like three different parties in one evening. Yeah. But now thinking back, I'm like, I didn't know the people throwing them. <laughs> no. Did I actually enjoy them? Yeah. Probably not. Mm -hmm. But I just went because I was like, oh, it's like new people and more experiences. And yeah. I'm like, but why? Like, what was actually the benefit of me doing all of this and yeah. like stressing around and doing all these different things. And I feel like London, as you say, it has this like vibe to it and the speed. Well, when you take a step back by an extreme step would be to move to a different country, yeah. which we both did. You realize, wow, like I was just constantly stressed. Mm -hmm. 
and when you're in it and you live in it everyone around you is in the same mindset so you totally, don't yeah. realize and then you're like I, I would have maybe burned out I don't know like it's, it's, it's crazy it's funny you say this because I remember when I started uni my parents they still lived in Cambridge and then for the first first half time I went back to Cambridge and we lived quite remotely in the countryside where I was just quiet and I remember waking up in the morning and I was set back a bit just because it was silent mm-hmm. and that's the first time I sort of I, I really remember this quite clearly I, I, I woke up I was like something is missing until I realized it's not the constant background noise that London has yeah <laughs> the sirens the whether it's 2 a.m. or 2 in the afternoon you always hear something or yeah it's I think it's it's draining without that we even realize and that's what I mean with the bubble it's like once you're in the bubble you don't realize yeah it's only when you step out of it you're like oh yeah it's, this, this is chill <laughs> yeah exactly for sure on the other hand, I found this really interesting quote, and I think it's a really well-known quote, actually. But in the 18th century, Dr. Johnson, who was the one that wrote the first dictionary that illustrated words by using literary quotations, wrote, You find no man, at all intellectual, who is willing to leave London. When a man is tired of London, he is tired of life, for there is in London all that life can afford. And I just wanted to ask you what you think of the statement. It's <laughs> a good statement. What do I think of it? Um, to a degree, yes, I can say it's it's true. But London is as any other city. It's you know what you're going to get into. If you know you want to do finance, London in Europe is the place. And when you're tired of it, the city is tired of you, and then you know it's time to go somewhere else and then you end up moving to Cornwall <laughs> I don't know but you know what I mean get it's, a house in the countryside yeah you know and, and that's what, I'm not surprised like so many people in London like they have their career and then afterwards they realise that they need to move out of London and I think it's a very natural thing um, yeah I think I can definitely agree to a degree but then you've got the ones who are just in the mix and they just keep on churning away and that's what's normal but I always kind of question myself then like, these sort of like bankers or consultants in London, are they actually sort of happy? Because quite frankly, London is really cool if you earn a million a year. Then then London is like a dream. You have like your nice apartment, you can drive around with ease, you can go to the nice restaurants, you, you can do the cool activities that we all want to do. I think then London becomes really nice. Fair. So you need to have like a certain income in order to really enjoy London on like the next level kind of. I mean there are a lot of private members clubs. I feel like this is what London is also trying to create. It's uh-huh. trying to create like a haven for the really wealthy people to go to these private member clubs. Yeah, of course. To create these like I mean the whole so house concept as well. They have yeah. a so farmhouse in the countryside where people can go and it also I think really attracts international people. It does yeah. because if you think about it um, people that are from the UK and that are wealthy probably have their own countryside house. Yeah. Like they will not need this extra. Yeah. Um, so I think there's there's a mixture of that in London, which is interesting as well. Yeah. Also, also when I think of South House, you, know, you always see those bougie people in there and they, they can tell you whatever they are and you're like, wow. But then the one, one thing I always love to know is how many of them actually live by themselves or can afford to live by themselves? Because a lot of those people mm-hmm. you meet... They didn't tell you they live in Chelsea, but they live in a brick house council estate in Chelsea with three others. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not sure if I can say this on this podcast, <laughs> but but then it's yeah, it's whereas then in Switzerland, it's the it's so it's natural for everyone at the age of twenty five, twenty six to I don't have the have the availability or the opportunity to live by themselves, which in London even though it looks bougie, it's like yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, I think in London a lot of people are I don't want to say show offs. But they purchase things. They walk around in specific yeah, clothes to yeah. show like where they're at, basically, with their financials. And then exactly as you say, you go to their house and you're like, you live here. Yeah. Like not that it's a bad thing, but no, it just no, doesn't no, no. add up. Like it doesn't reflect how they kind of carry themselves in the public. Yeah, it's. I think it's important to say it's. It's not about being mean because I mean, let's be honest. Like I was a student. I I still live or lived in places like this as well. But it's very much, we all had this realization when you go to, or you see this sort of other side of this person, you're like, ah, okay, I didn't, I met you in Soho, it's like a week ago, just completely different person to what you privately, or how you privately live. It's kind of interesting comparison sometimes. But I mean, to be honest with you, I lived in Marlebone with two girls. We had mice in our house. Yeah. <laughs> but I still went to Chilton Firehouse for coffee. Yeah, see? You know, I still paid like, I don't know, 10 pounds for a coffee while uh, living with mice in yeah, my living room. <laughs> it's lovely. It is. It's just, it's so accepted. Like, imagine if I would be telling someone in Zurich, yeah, I live in a flat and I have mice. They'd be like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, do you need help? What amount of friends that we have or that have mold in their apartments. Can you imagine moving yeah. to a house or an apartment in, in Zurich? And there's mold. <laughs> like, or like no, no heating. No heating. Single glazed windows. Doesn't exist. It's like, I dread it. I, I love the apartments my friends live at because they mainly, I think, also live there for the location. Yeah. But I go there and I bring like two jumpers. Yeah, so yeah. So I can like <laughs> sleep at night because it's so cold. But yeah, I mean, it definitely has its ups and downs. So this brings me already to the last question. And it is, what would you recommend someone who's thinking about moving to London, either to study or for a job? And I'm kind of getting that you are more in favor of Zurich, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of young people are still very fascinated by London. Yeah. So what would be like your top tips? My top tips, um, why, did, why did I enjoy London so much in my, or why did I still, of course, enjoy you it? Did, I right? did not, exactly. it, doesn't, it doesn't mean I don't enjoy it, don't get me wrong. Um, it is you have to fully immerse yourself in the city. I have, what I did, I, every time I went to a cool place, I saved it on my Google Maps. Well, mm-hmm. that was me. But uh, you really have to go out there. And London is not a city where things come to you, you have to go and find these things. Whether it's, people, groups of friends, opportunities, which might, for example, uh, in Exeter or Leeds might come more naturally. This one happened in London. People have got their own lives. They, you, you need to make effort to, to meet these people. And once you meet them, they're the ones then who sort of show the other side of London. For example, in my second year of uni, I met someone and then I completely got to know the East, East London and Dalston North and North London, which is London, that's the true sort of London, not central London. And uh, I guess the last point is you have to just, yeah, enjoy London for what it is. If someone says to you, do you want to go to Jamaican rap evening? You say yes. And then next, next, the next day you find yourself at a, at a techno club in 
southeast London say yes to all these opportunities because um, those actually are the best memories that I never really said no to opportunities or new experiences in London because it's too easy it's too easy for one to get trapped in Chelsea or in Shoreditch and that's very true in the first couple of years you identify sort of with where you are in London yeah I think that's really important that you say yes to everything in the beginning and kind of find your people mm. and find your place yeah because I feel like if I would move back or now you've moved back we know where we would want to live yeah we know what type of people we want to spend our time with because we've experienced all the different characters that mm. kind of live in London but for people that are new to the city it's so important to just try yeah it's, try it's, it's yeah and i think i really made a, a conscious effort when i was there during my, my batches to live in different regions in london and yeah you always have something from every region so in south london there's this amazing jerk chicken shop which i still go to now and i went to with a friend first thing when i arrived and you wouldn't know of this jerk chicken shop if you wouldn't live in south london because yeah there's so many other places you can live in london true very true well, thank you very much for joining my podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.